What's going down, everybody? Welcome to episode 93 of Not Politically Correct. It's the homie TS, a.k.a. C-Nova. You know I gotcha, a.k.a. Hank Hook, a.k.a. Mexican Rain, a.k.a. E.T.E., a.k.a. The Wonton Don, a.k.a. Quentin Quarantino. You can find me on Twitter at C-Nova, K-P-Z. What's good in the hood, McCoy? You know what the fuck going on. This your boy, Ray McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What It Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God, a.k.a. No Cap Charlie, a.k.a. Smooth Job Johnny, a.k.a. Doped Up Danny, a.k.a. FBI Mike, a.k.a. Hip Hop Harry, a.k.a. Hallway Jones, because your bitch got a ringtone and I'm that nigga, you feel me? You can find me on uh, Real McCoy KPZ, that's Twitter, all day, every day. And you can find me on uh, Snapchat at Real McCoy Rebel. Cody? You can also find Real McCoy on Cody's phone as a ringtone. Because Cody's a bitch. No, I'm just fucking with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Cody? <laughs> uh, my name is Trey, I got a basketball game in the morning. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think I used that one already. Episode 28, maybe? I don't know. Uh, CD requiring every... Hi, guys! Hi, kids. Do you like violence? Want to see me stick? See, it just makes, it makes so much sense. I get it. Why you don't you like... always got to finish this? <laughs> pause. Pause. Oh, yes. <laughs> hey, Russell, what's your name, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Hurry, man. Hurry. Russell on every... No, I'm just like... Um... <laughs> <laughs> the Barman, aka Teddy Russ, aka School Fingers, aka King Universal, aka School Wars Two, aka Senator, aka Cody Cisco, and shit. Uh, <laughs> and you can find me on the chattiest of snaps, snapchatiest, and on IG at Candy Cupidity, C A N D R D underscore C P I D I T Y. Chattiest, snapchatiest. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey. Uh, man, this this again. Oh, oh yeah. bro, hey, don't call them Cisco, bro. Hey. We not just gonna skim past it like you ain't get called Cisco, bro. What's going on? Adler? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> hey, fuck all that. But listen though. Alright, just so y'all know, you can find us on Facebook. We got a Facebook group at Not Politically Correct Podcast. We got a page at NPC Podcast. You go ahead and like that shit so our numbers and all that shit can go because it's important, I guess, in some realm. Um, we are on Twitter at NotPCPodcast and anything that you can listen to shit on. So SoundCloud, the podcast app, if you are a friendly Apple user like you should be, Spotify, uh, Spotify, Spreaker, uh, Google Play, anything except Tidal because they don't fuck with us for some reason. Just search Not Politically Correct Podcast. Listen, like us, review, do all that shit because it's important for some odd reason in the realm of importance, you know. I promise you. I heard that somewhere. I promise you we will not change. I promise you we will not change. In fact, we might laugh at your comment, but please do it anyway. You know what I mean? Whose ringtone is this? Right, exactly. And at this point, I guess it's now time for sports. I'm telling you, bro, I'm gonna get I quit. I quit. No, it's gonna be shit dropping in. It's gonna be a T. It's gonna be a T. It's gonna be a T. S. Laugh in the middle of all this. I'm telling you, I'm gonna get cold. <laughs> that's my TS laugh. <laughs> Nigga ain't never laugh like that, but that's your TS laugh. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> so record a Windex bottom. <laughs> He's more like a backwards giraffe. He's like. How's <laughs> that? You laugh like Jimmy Carr? <laughs> Who's that one uh, singer with like, it sounds like all the reverb in like the 70s or something? Uh, Robert Neville. Is that his name? Aaron Neville. Yeah. That one. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> this and that per se. Um, so yeah, the, the balls of bases, the baseballs, um, Pause. again, they have like not really any, I barely touched on baseball again, pause again, but <laughs> they got MLB the show. So I guess I'm talking about video games, not baseball. <laughs> MLB the show 21. Um, they got Jackie Robinson on the, um, collector's edition. And if you, what is it for every U S purchase? So they don't like foreigners. Um, PlayStation donates $1 to the Jackie Robinson foundation scholars program. Oh, I mean, they should do like two to five, but I feel it. Awesome. Very awesome. Very awesome. That's dope. That's dope. Is it, is it $1 a dollar? for the, for just for each purchase? So like every $60 purchase is like a dollar or every collector's edition purchase is just a dollar? Or I think every purchase of the, the collector's edition, they will do like one quantity of the game, you know, for the collector's edition right. would be $1. And this is the first time, too, I think, not that this part's really relevant, that um, MLB The Show will be also for Xbox and blah, blah, blah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Alphabets, I know, right? Whoa, whoa. They're giving it to Xbox now, too? (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't like sharing. Uh Uh-uh, nah, don't. It's my toy. It is my toy. It is, it is. I can have it when I'm done, but I'm never done. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Why, Why is it a bad thing? Well, for Sony, that was a Sony exclusive for years because Sony was producing it in-house. I don't know what changed where Sony was like, you know what, fuck it, Xbox, you can have it. I mean, it's cool, whatever, give, give them some charity because they ain't never had a good baseball more game. More money? Yeah, probably more money. You know, you know how Typically, historically, when an exclusive goes across to other platforms, it either doesn't do very well or something happens to change that franchise and then it kind of sucks out. But I think it's funny that we're talking about this more than the Jackie Robinson Foundation. <laughs> I mean, hey, so the thing is, the thing is, I was hoping that it was uh, that it was matched dollar for dollar, especially if they're just doing the collector's editions. Yeah, they got the money for sense. it. Come on, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, if so it, like, if a collector's edition is one hundred twenty dollars, then they would donate one hundred twenty dollars to the the fund. That's what I thought was yeah. going on. But if it's just a dollar per. Um, item, then that's that's kind of messed up, son. Because I'm because this many, would be one twenty. Because but, because yeah, it's still messed up. Because how many people are gonna buy the collector's edition as opposed to the if it was if it was a dollar for dollar for the real that same that game always sells at least a million copies every year. So I mean a dollar. That's why I was like well, two, two, two to five would have been better. But you know a million dollars to the you know, to the foundation would have been dope. But if it's just a collector's edition, hey man, that I don't know if that's gonna you know they probably gonna end up donating maybe. Maybe fifty to a hundred grand max, like I feel like, but it's yeah. But not only that, it's kind of like, and you know, I hate to, to say it, but it, it it is what it is. Right. Um, it's kind of a racial thing because, um, you know, who's on the cover for the uh, right. the collector edition versus if they did it for like Babe Ruth, I think it would have been a, a totally different um reaction they don't they donate a hundred dollars to my mega mega maggots right. i don't know maggots. right those guys <laughs> those guys get the money and shit um no i did but i definitely feel that and i just feel like you know as, as cody was saying this i'm like this is dope but you know that that part kicked in where i'm like damn here they go again profiting off of some shit because this because you know <clears throat> this past year what is what's been going on you know what I'm saying? We all we all know we all Yeah, we just the it. one year. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. Thank you, Cody. But, but like, what are the eighteen sixties? Nineteen sixties and But I but I but I think with everything that happened this year, shit like that's been on the forefront where they've been trying to be more 
black friendly, you know what I mean? And I feel like this yeah, is, this yeah. is a good way to play into that by using, you know what I'm saying? They might look even we get, care, here's a dollar. Right, look, exactly. <laughs> and here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. Because of everything that's been going on, they might sell more collector's edition this year than they might have had last year or the year before, you know what I'm saying? Like this, mm-hmm. it's just, it's a good moment for them to cash in. That's why I was like, you know, donate. Marketing. Right, exactly, bro, exactly. Donate a little bit more. It, I wouldn't feel as bad if they were like, we're going to, for every, we're going to do like 20% or some some shit like that. One dollar for every game, you know, that don't seem like a lot to me. That don't seem like a lot yeah. to, to the foundation. But I, I, well, I, I was thinking too, like if they're going to be um, expanding to like now Xbox can, people can play too. Right. Like that should be more of an income for them. Right. Come exactly. Exactly. Right. So. But you, you hit the nail on the head, McCoy, um, when you said being black friendly. It doesn't necessarily mean they're for the culture or for black people. Um, it's kind of like the um, the look or suspicious look that people gave Nike when they were being in support of uh, uh, Kaepernick. Yeah. Um, are they really doing this for the culture or are they just doing it just to promote sales because this is what the hot topic is right now and they know they'll sell more if they become uh, seen as favorable to um, black causes. Right. Yeah. Um, Wait, hot Topic has been doing Colin Kaepernick stuff too? No, no, no. I'm just kidding. No, no I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, TS. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Black friendly, and I just, I just hate that. Right, Quote exactly. Unquote, friendly, exactly. They're like, hey, it's okay. Uh, black people buy my game too. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. Because I ain't gonna even front my shit. When you said Jack Robinson was on the um the special edition, I was like, damn, I don't even fuck with this baseball game, and I might just go ahead. You know what I'm saying? When I get a little extra, mm-hmm. little, little eighty bucks, I might go ahead and play some baseball. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's why I said who's on the actual the, the regular cover because if he's on the the uh, special edition cover, who do they have on the regular cover? I think it's. Uh, I mean, I think it. Let me. When did I... Some Puerto Rican motherfucker, probably. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's McCoy. Now that you say that Puerto he plays for the prison. Padres. <laughs> Shout out to the Puerto Ricans, you hear me? Y'all got some uh, fine-ass bras. I ain't gonna lie. Anywho. Yes, though. Tatis Jr.? I don't know. He looks black. Oh, he might be Puerto Rican on God, though. (laughs) I mean, he plays for the Padres, so that's a Puerto Rican tip, right? I'll put it to the group. He plays for the fathers. The fathers. (laughs) (laughs) Because your father makes me go to your room. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but um, real quick while we're on that subject. um, Can people from, like... The Dominican Republic and like Puerto Rico and shit. Vote. Um. Well, no. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, can y'all please stop pretending y'all not black when y'all see black people? Like, can y'all like a lot of motherfuckers like will be like black as as shit blacker than me? And be like, I'm not black. I'm Dominican. I mean, yeah, you're from the Dominican Republic, but from an ethnic standpoint, you are African as a bitch, so you're black, but I, that's, has, that has nothing to do with anything we're talking about right now, shout out to Jackie Robinson, and shout out to the MLB and, and the show, and shout out to Xbox faggots for finally getting a good baseball game, <laughs> um, there's that. Anywho, uh, <laughs> the views and opinions of Mellow Ball, um, so yeah, he, um, it, it seems, I think, I just think, when I, whenever we talk about the Ball family, or those kids, like, I think I always got confused because I'm like, I just find it hard to believe that that youngest kid, like, is in the NBA now. He, I thought he was, like, too young to grow up, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Like, Barry and Adam Olsen. Uh, um, but Lamello? Lamello? He's been, no pun intended, balling out. Like, super, uh, super balling I think he's a lot better than the oldest brother. Uh, yes, yes, bro. Okay, so speak on it, speak on it. question I want to bring up is, 
Do you guys think it's a for sure rookie of the year? I think it's it. I think he's in the running and he's top three, and I, he's not number three. He's either one or two. And I don't even know who this so is. So top two. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Good job, Cody. Nah, but I don't he's even top know ten, he, but not two through eight. I, there's a, there's a, I think there's a dude on the Knicks who would have, who's, who's been uh, doing balling pretty well. And there's, isn't that their other guy? From yeah, Patrick Cleveland? Ewing, right? No, head ass nigga. And then ain't it, um, ain't it, the, ain't it the, the dude, the dude from, um, the dude from Cleveland? Colin Sexton? Oh, Sexton? Sexton, bro. Ain't he a rookie too, right? I thought this was his third year, but I could be wrong. I thought I read something recently that it was his third okay. year. Well, if listen, my whole my whole objective that there was a nigga, there was a nigga supposed to be from New York, supposed to be balling, and then there was dude who Sexton, who I thought was a rookie because of the, the breakout game he had. If Sexton's yeah. not if Sexton's not a rookie, then uh, Lamelo's hands down rookie of the year. And if he don't get it, there's a fucking conspiracy, bro. Because that nigga, that motherfucker, really, bro. The think, Hornets are. His name's Colin Sexton. I uh, yeah, no, I I've, yeah, I've just uh, yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I think we're all like hear, hearing about him as of now recently. But yeah, um, yeah. I what I read recently was that, and that's why I said I think it was third year because that's what I thought it said. Um, that that he stays in the gym to practice and work out so long that they basically have to kick him out of the gym almost every day. I'm like that explains why he's so good. <laughs> oh, that, okay. That's one of I mean, the, yeah. that's one of the motherfuckers that need a ring. That's one of the motherfuckers that need a ring. He deserves it. He and I and I hope whether he gets it with Cleveland or whether he gets you know traded to another team, which they probably not going. He's, he's they probably not going. His nickname is Schmoby Schmiant. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like I, I really hope that the Sexton the Sexton guy gets his uh his just due and he gets his opportunity to get his ring. That being said, Lamelo Ball's rookie of the year, bro. That motherfucker, if, okay. if, if, if sex in his third year, Lomelo Ball been going crazy, dog, crazy. Like, Dude, I, yeah. to the point, to the point where I'm like, okay, I like the Bucks and I like James Harden, but I want to, I want to watch, I want to watch Lomelo play because every it's time. It's not I, like I, he's just a good player, like, as himself, though, like we talk about James Harden or Russell Westbrook, like, he is such a good team player, and there's times that I'm watching his highlights, like, he's going for the basket, there's a defender coming, and he does a no-look pass, alley-oop, or something, you know, assist, like, he's so good at reading the court. Yeah, You know what I'm I'm really interested in? What, man? Is if neither of those two people get it, who they give it to, and what their reasoning is, because I would want to know all of that. It'd be nice to always know the reasoning, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. I would if they don't give it to Lamelo, man. And I'm telling you, this is I. So randomly, you'll see like little basketball highlights and shit. And every and I'm telling you, every I'm few days, exactly. Every few days, bro. <laughs> every few days, it's another Lamelo highlight. How, and he's on. And he's on. You know the fucking Hornets, bro. This man is balling his ass off, bro. So I'm telling you, if he don't get it, bro, something is wrong. Something has to be. Something is rigged because that motherfucker is great at this shit, bro. Right. Like it's stunning. Yeah. For you sure. can't hate. You can't hate. For Speaking sure. of someone else who's who's balling, uh, what's his name? Nikola Jokic. Yep. Uh, for the Denver Nuggets. Yep. Nuggets. He yep. got went off a tied his career high, uh, with 47 points. Um, and his 33 points against the Utah Jazz are the most in the first half by a Denver Nuggets player since Allen Iverson's 33 points on December 5th, 2007. Damn, I forgot. Uh, Iverson played for the Nuggets for a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got? Other Mellow, Mellow Anthony. Uh this 36-year-old has 
past Dominic Wilkins for the 13th on spot on the NBA's all-time scoring list. Okay, okay. I, really I feel like uh, he's, he's kind of like, I compare him, I feel like, to uh, Charles Barkley. Yeah, for sure. The greatness, but not getting a ring, and it's like, don't sleep on him. Man, I really, is he still with uh, with uh, Portland? Yeah. Okay, uh, man, where are they on the list of, because uh, I was looking that up last night, and I think Portland's like number five low-key in the, in the West. I, I know that doesn't mean anything right now, because we're only like 25 games in. But at the same time, it's like, bro, I would love for Portland. Uh, 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 listen, I would love for a Portland Bucks. Or, number six. A, a the Portland, Portland Bucks. A Port, like a Port, Portland Bucks uh, finals. Or um, a net, if not a Nets in Portland final, that would be very. That would make me very happy. But I don't. I don't see Portland getting past like second round, man. Dog. Rewind this shit, man. You want the Rockets to win it all? Or, okay. Or, or, so going I, on. No, I'm sorry. Nets. If I said Rockets, I'm sorry. I meant Nets and Portland. No, I mean, you you didn't. In the past, you said Rockets. I want I'm James sticking, Harden. You're sticking to, no, I want man. James Harden to win a ring. Stop well, it, Cody. You said the James Stop Rockets, it. okay? Get some help. All right. It's okay. Get some help. <laughs> All right. So for the 2020, or whatever, this season, <laughs> look at this. Total triple doubles so far through February 3rd games. Luka Doncic sits at six. Um, six triple doubles he's had so far this season. You know what's funny? His team. Jokes. His team is 14 in the West. Yeah. Which is crazy he, though. The Mavericks were so good last year, bro. Like. He's good though, but I mean, the same thing as Westbrook's got five uh, triple doubles this and the Wizards, season. And, and the Wizards are 14. Or, yeah, they're 14. In they're the negative East. one and six. I'm just kidding. Um, they're 14 in yeah. the East though. Yeah, like. Giannis has three triple doubles, by the way. Just saying. We are second. What? We are second in the East. Second in the East. I would like to repeat, we're second in the East. But what I don't know. Well, Go speaking ahead. of your uh, your your people that you were rooting for, uh, Mr. Kevin Durantulas uh, tweeted free me. Because so translate translate that for me. Free me. So he has been diagnosed as negative with COVID. But they took him out of the game for a COVID scare. So, if I don't know if he has COVID or doesn't have COVID right now. I don't know what that is. But he has hair loss. He definitely has that. He needs Rogaine. He doesn't have that. But I don't know what's going on, but they took him out of the game. And so, he's like, what the fuck? You know? And then Harden was like, if he, if he had COVID or whatever, we should just postpone the game and we should just cancel the game. As opposed to us going out there without, you know, Durant. And That's us. another thing about canceling games is... Uh... LeBron and Giannis and others are like vocally expressing how they think that it's such a waste to do the All Star game, and they're like, "You canceled over thirty games, and you're still going to do an All Star game that doesn't matter for anything." Like this is bogus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, well, I mean, honestly, true though. Like, I didn't even I didn't even know they were like. I know the NFL was was canceling games last last season. The NFL? Oh, the, yeah, NFL. Yeah, the Titans got fucked, I think, last season. Because oh, of, that's because right, of, yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say, they. I was looking at, I'm like, when's the Pro Bowl? Because that should have been last week. And I looked it up and said canceled. I'm like, what? Hmm. But they have oh. people saying, like, Pro Bowl selections. And wait, 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 wait. They're canceling the Pro Bowl this year? I didn't even. And I'm, wait a minute. And I was so like, wait a minute. Wait, I was going to say, that would have been last week. I was so like, last week, I'm like, isn't there supposed to be a Pro Bowl? <laughs> I, was, bro, I was like, maybe, I don't know, maybe something's different because COVID. Yeah, it's different. They canceled it. Got it. Okay, cool. That makes sense. Yeah, COVID. Not because they hate us. All right. I feel like both. Because they, they ain't us. All right. 
the Badgers schedule. What? What? Yeah, I don't care about any other college basketball fan, football fans. I mean, not basketball because there's whatever Badgers. Badgers. We're from Wisconsin, uh, not Houston. Their schedule came out and it looks really good because Houston's bad. Don't go there. You're gonna get roaches in your Clorox faucet. Um, <laughs> why does wait? Why does he have a Clorox faucet? What the fuck? So he's bro? getting headaches, so he got a Brita filter and found out he's not poisoning himself anymore. Do you remember Great. that? Yeah. So the Clorox. Lions hired <laughs> Dom Capers as their senior defensive assistant. Does that scare anybody? Not scare per se. For but. for context to us, that was our uh, defensive coordinator, and a couple years ago we fired him. So now he's playing in for or uh, working for the Lions, who is in our division. Huh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Because not. I said that our, and he's like, no, I'm from Houston, born and raised. <laughs> when the playground is where he spent most of his days. <laughs> <laughs> now eating teriyaki. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom Brady. <laughs> After they uh, beat the Packers. Um, apparently. Not right. Really, I'd say that. After they stomped the Packers. No, it's not stumps. Um, it was definitely not a stump. Uh, I mean, barely. Was, like, was, I mean, they're issue. lucky that they didn't. They just, you know, okay. So, apparently, after the game. Apparently after the game, after the game, he was <laughs> saying to his, boot. to his teammates, <laughs> "Oh my god, <laughs> Cody hates some shit." With a ruptured nutsack. <laughs> Why do you gotta put even more description than that? <laughs> and then it just rolls off the sidewalk, and like, man. and then a bus comes named Russell oh, and drives right on. <laughs> you nasty. Um, please don't talk about the bus coming. <laughs> Gotta wax those tires now. <laughs> all right, um, oh, we waxed it. All right, look at that. Oh, good. Anywho, Thomas Brady said <laughs> to his crying teammates after the game, because they were crying for joy and stuff, you know, he said, "What quote, what the fuck are you crying for? We're not done yet. <laughs> I'm just surprised by that. I mean, that's good. I feel like uh, mentality or motivation, stuff like that, but it's not how I ever pictured Tom Brady. The man who... Kisses his like nine or eleven year old son on the lips. Well, to be fair, that's his son, and these are his teammates. So, what the, <laughs> fuck, are you crying, what the fuck are you crying for? You little what are you bitch? crying for? Your mom will be home soon. No. So he's pretty much just saying, "Act like you've been here before." I know you haven't, but act well, like you've been here before. I know no, you it's saying that we still. <laughs> it's saying there's still one more game left. We're not over. It's not over yet. Right, but act like you've been here before, because we got to get through. Right. You crying now? No, nigga, is you gonna die when we win? Like what? Like what happens? <laughs> Will you ascend to the afterlife at this at the next point? Like what happens when we if we win? You know, tomorrow. Like so, I feel them on that. That is Sparta. They might just die oh, of God. happiness, nigga. That that final touchdown gonna happen? Niggas gonna pass out in the end zone? Like what the fuck? So you watch his soul go to God? Like, it's what? still the first quarter. Because I mean, at this point. If you if you're a team and you get to play with Tom Brady, you're almost guaranteed to go to the Super Bowl. That's what he's proving by now. So he could play for the the Browns or the Dolphins, Let's and hope. he could probably take him to the Super Bowl. Let's hope. Let's hope. He is the best quarterback in the league. So do you think now. that the Buccaneers are going to win? No, probably. No, I don't. I don't, bro. You do you know who Patrick Mahomes is? Have you heard about him, T.S.? He's he's my homes. He's my ringtones. Yeah, of course, he's my homes. 
Oh, got it. I see. What up, my Okay, we didn't have to joke three times in less than Okay. Okay. So, oh, wait, wait. Okay, so look, let's do something real quick that we never done during sports. Predictions. Super Bowl predictions. Russell, who do you think is going to win? Chiefs or Buccaneers? LeBron James. <laughs> going to win. LeBron James himself is going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I think the refs are. I think the refs are. Uh, <laughs> you ain't never... These guys. You want these guys. Whoever pays the refs the most, that's who's going to win. Waka waka. This is coming from an enlightened Russell. T.S., who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl, man? Who's your pick? The Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Okay. Okay, Cody. You know, it's not that I want them to, per se, but they're Buccaneers. I, I got money on KC going back to back. I got money Let's on go. KC going back to back. So we'll see. We'll see. And you know, uh, when Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes was six years old. Damn. Crazy. I'm crazy for feeling so lonely. Damn. And at that halftime show will be The Weeknd performing. Um, and apparently he is. S- Spending or has spent seven million dollars of his own money towards the show. Someone said that six and a half million of it was for that no surgery. <laughs> oh lord! Are you guys looking forward to watching that or no? Oh, I mean, I here's the thing. I appreciate, think win. I appreciate the weekend <laughs> as a as a as a you know musical artist as a talent as a voice. Because we don't have to work. <sighs> Right. Okay, I see what you did there. Good job. Good job, Cody. That was a B plus joke. I appreciate it. Um, but I don't. I'm. Ne- I've never been one really sold on the weekend and music and shit. Like that. I don't know if I'm even if I even care to see him perform or any of that type of. Shit. You know what I mean? Like he's not. I've I've listened to a couple of his albums. Um, I like the weekend's music. But I just imagine him being boring as fuck as a performer. Right. Okay. Because his music is not it it don't seem like it's something that you would perform and get excited to see. His music is on some chill vibe shit or whatever. I mean he does have some upbeat tracks and all, but even the weekend himself, I I think I've seen clips of him performing and he's not a performer. So not only is he like Mariah Carey performing, but he's also singing super slow songs and stuff. So, it, yeah, right. Whatever, dude. Does it change your minor perspective on that? Knowing that he's putting $70 million of his own money towards it? Mm, that sounds like it's going to be some show. No, it just tells me that he had to pay somebody to let him perform. <laughs> it also tells me there's going to be a lot of fireworks. So that doesn't mean anything to me. That just means like the stage is bigger and lights are different and fire. Right. Like, so he has to do exactly what Mariah Carey does. Mariah Carey pays dancers to make her look good. They move just enough to make it look like she's doing something. So I feel like The weekend is going to be doing a bunch of theatrics with... Um, fireworks and lights and stuff to make his stage look exciting because he's going to be boring as fuck. But he can always prove me wrong tomorrow. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, think, what, what think, do you guys think? I think y'all, y'all have 
a skewed perception on on performance versus how concerts usually go. Because a lot of bands just stand there and and sing and play you know instruments and people get listen into the to music. Your CD. They don't necessarily have to jump around the stage and flip and do all kinds of dramatic. <laughs> Yeah, they they dope concert. Those um, are boring. Love for... their music. Go there to enjoy the music. Like that's the whole point of a concert. Those you watch Maroon Five. I'm just kidding. Are boring. <laughs> those. <laughs> boring. I have no. Then I have that means no... you don't like the music for the music, G, and you like it for something else. There's no giraffes. Why am I saying here, giraffes so many times? That's wait, the second wait, time. Wait, 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 wait. We're waiting. I don't know if that means that because there are there are concerts that I have been there are concerts that I've been to from Lupe Fiasco, Redman mm. and Method Man, where actually they're what what, the, what they've done on stage made me like the shit better. I've already enjoyed the song. I've, I've bumped the song, the Blackout album, all that shit, and then they and, I, and or the or, or the Cool and the Food and Liquor, and then I got there, and then they did something, and I'm like, oh my god. I like this even more now. So what did they do? They did it against them. Now I, they're gonna I, let the beat rock. I know. I know for I know for <laughs> Redman and Method Man, if I can remember correctly, Method Man fucking or Redman fucking did a moonwalk across the stage. Then they had a moment where they were like take like doing a smoke break, but like Redman was like serenading us during the smoke break and shit. Like it was a performance. They were performing, doing things that wasn't just. So it had nothing to do with the music, as I said it before. You just proved my point. Um, if I go to a music well, show, I'm looking forward to what the band is going to do because I know it's going to be some change in the orchestration because that's what live performances are for. I'm not expecting them to come out and do the whole CD like the CD. I'm expecting them to come out and do something that's like, yo, that was different from what I'm used to, and that's nice. That's what a concert is supposed to be about. Him doing the moonwalk or just coming out and hanging out with you niggas is not a concert. That's just him being him at the end of the day. What you came for was a concert. So if you got something bonus from that, then that's cool. But you're 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 negating the, the fact of what a concert is supposed to be. That's what I'm that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but I think you're also getting confused too, because that's what performing is. It's not like there's them playing the music, but also them how they perform and you know, portray their music is yeah, it's not can the music they give itself. You off- can you give you? Can they give you those vibes? And that's what I'm saying. So with the weekend, okay. with the weekend of Mariah Carey, <laughs> they they have or Music Soul Child, for instance, they have a certain vibe about them. Can they portray that vibe to the crowd? If they can get that vibe out, dope. But the weekend's music is not. <laughs> it's a vibe. It's a vibe for whoever likes his music. Is what I'm saying. You just don't like his music. <laughs> I, I like the weekend. I you like, like the, the weekend. weekend. Do you like yeah. his music? You like Saturday and yeah. Sunday? <laughs> yeah. Everybody's I like working we- for I like the weekend's music and stuff. And that's why I don't think I can... I don't think I'd want to see him in concert. It'd be... Ah, he, it's just the vibe that he gives off. It's nice to sit and listen to. But seeing him perform it would just be depressing. <laughs> yeah, I think about that same thing when I think about, like, um, J Electronica. I love... Uh, written testimony, but I don't know what he could do to perform it that would make me like it more. Or if well, I would just apparently moonwalk, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the key. That might That's hey, right? That might on a speaker, like <laughs> y'all know, like his album. <laughs> 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 apparently, <laughs> <laughs> turning on Michael Jackson. That hey, you know, hey, 
I mean, I ain't gonna front. If Jay Electronica Moon Rock, I would give him a lot of points for that. I would say, hey, you know what, Jay Electronica? <laughs> fucking Tronica? All right, bro. Basically, what you need is a dancing uh, <laughs> Move like a chimpanzee, bitch. Like, or some drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. I'm not gonna even front my shit. Possibly. Possibly. You know, and the funny thing about that statement is when I saw Lupe and when I saw Redman and Method Man, I wasn't high. In fact, I hadn't even started um, getting high. I mean, outside of weed. I hadn't even started getting high. No one brought up drugs. I thought... <laughs> I know. I thought I actually. I actually did, but all right. All right. No, yeah, I, I zoned out. Okay. I just realized. Dude, okay, dude, zoned out. Maybe feel I like really I zoned out. I'm like, damn. I thought. I thought somebody. Did this nigga not say drugs? Did he say kangaroo? What the fuck? Okay, I feel it. Giraffe three. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my really good transition now was. Well, no, I was. Gonna, you know what, what I was gonna say though was like that the performance has to because it, it it is not music, but it has to do with the music still, like how they go together. Yes. It's harmonious, if you will. You know what else is uh, music-related? I see what you did there. Uh, Hugh Hefner. Okay, because got it, got it, got Play... it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you sound very constipated, Cody. You should really check that out. Um, so, Hugh Hefner has the magazine Playboy. And you know who else has Playboy in their name or title? Playboy Cardi. For the past year and a half or so, the music industry has been anticipating the release of Atlanta rapper Playboy Cardi's Whole Lot of Red album. Okay? An homage to his Blood Gang affiliation, this album was finally delivered to the people on Christmas Day and executive produced by Kanye West. But how much of a gift was it? So, I want to start this by doing rounds. So, Pod, Cody, for what you listened to, what were your thoughts about the, about the album? Um, it, it, it was very nostalgic, and like I thought about my childhood, um, being like eight, seven years old. So I'm trying to go online and hear. It was that's the whole that's every yeah, song that I heard sounded like screeching. It was. Mm. Okay, it took a moment for me to get the joke, but I feel it. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Um, do, do you want to do a better job? No, 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 it's Karen. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is that Roddy Rich? It might be. He's in the bathroom. Okay. No, you're still in the bathroom. Okay, um, I guess, whatever. <laughs> Giraffe four. Giraffe four? Giraffe <laughs> That's all you got to say about it? Giraffe 4? Yeah, I, I don't know what part of the conversation I'm in right now. That's, oh, that, is, no, that's, what do you think of the album? This is, yeah, these are just your thoughts. I'm just doing rounds. Before I do my little breakdown, I'm just doing rounds to see what you know, what you thought about the album. Okay. Um, so, it still Betty, better than Benny the Butcher. Oh, wow. Still really better than Benny. I would rather listen to this album than listen to Benny the Butcher ever again in my life. Um, wow. But so I guess listening to this album, listening to uh, him rap, I had to get myself out of the mindset of, okay, so there are going to be no bars in this for the next hour. <laughs> I have to listen to this for the vibes. And even the vibes was like, this nigga is remedial. 
<laughs> Very repetitive, too. Hey, yeah, dude. It was like if Rico Nasty and Mike Jones made a baby, it's Playboy Cardi. He's just loud and repetitive. That's it. But then I started thinking, okay, who else is loud and repetitive that I can um, link this guy to? And then I started thinking, okay, well, Lil John, he was a vibe. He was not lyrical at all, but he got people hype. It was dope. So what's the difference between Lil John and Playboy Cardi? And I think the biggest difference is Lil John actually was a, a producer and he had a way that he had a he mastered manipulating people's energy to be okay. hype and excited okay. and things like that. Okay. Whereas uh Playboy Cardi, I think, is learning. To be a hype man, or he takes my energy too, but not in a good way. (laughs) It seems like he's learning to be. He's he's still coming into who he's supposed to be as an artist, or who he's going to be as an artist. So, I mean, overall, it's not the worst album I've ever listened to. It's not the best album. It seems like a transition. Like this is who I am right now, and just stay posted, and I'm going to perfect this shit. Okay. What would you give it? Okay, Cody, what would you give it in terms of megaphones? Your own, your own review. A glad bag. A glad bag. Wow. <laughs> okay, uh, TS, what would you give it in terms of megaphones? Um, I'd give it a six. Okay. All right. All right. Russell, Russ the Bus, the barman. How did you feel about this album? Um, I'd give it a glad bag. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what that means. Um, it was garbage. <laughs> oh, that's what it means. All right. Well, he was hefty. Sorry. Uh, um, hefty, hefty, hefty. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. <laughs> um, so I thought this album was really um, bouncy, uh, music-wise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, really like. Um, a lot of the beats, you, you could you can tell who was produced by, um, from how the the beats uh, kind of manifested, um, especially on the one that actually Kanye was on. Um, I was like, yeah, this is this is Kanye beat because <laughs> it, it it changed, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, this is Kanye all that. Um, honestly, I thought the album was um, pretty good as an instrumental. Um, <laughs> when he started talking, I was like. What is what is what is wrong with him? In the same album, he was talking about banging a lot of chicks, or in the same uh, song, I should say, he was talking about banging a lot of chicks, and then on the other side, he was depressed that he about to kill himself. Like I was confused. Like is this cat bipolar? Like what's what's going on with him? Uh, and it made me concerned, and I couldn't focus on the actual album, so I had to go listen to it again. Um, like the the music was was I thought was pretty pretty solid, but all the rest of it um, I could have did without. Okay, okay. Well, so in, I guess in terms of, of measurement, um, I guess he gets a piano key. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's the only thing I could. I really yeah. the eighty ninth key. <laughs> he gets a kitty version of the King James Bible one copy. Those are very thin. The Necronomicon. <laughs> Necromancer? Uh, the opposite of a Bible. <laughs> um, wait, is that the Satan joint? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. 
The <laughs> app is. What do you? Whole uh, lot of red. Whole lot of red. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So today for my music review, we're gonna do things a little bit different this week. I am just going to talk about. <laughs> With some, <laughs> <laughs> we are not going to talk about it. We're gonna do on it. to Russell. <laughs> Russell, Russell. Nah, um, I'm just gonna talk about which songs were good and why, as opposed to separating by production and, and songwriting. Oh, good. This will be short. <laughs> oh, well, no, well, no. It's gonna be a normal length because I have there, 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 there are songs on that I actually really enjoy. So I'm not gonna, I'm, I won't front my shit about it because, and if you know me and you've been around me on social media in the, or you follow me, not being around me, but follow me on social media. I definitely tweet about this album. I definitely posted on Facebook about this album. And th- there are some things about the album I do like. So, starting off with Bino. This song has a dope-ass, like, island xylophone melody that is layered with dope 808s. And a synth electric bass line. It, like many of the good beats on this album, are simple but bounce perfectly. And this had some of the best song structure on the album which you will find is lacking and few and far between. Right. Song structure? Right. Song structure? I'm going (laughs) to, listen, I'm telling you, the ones that I I have written down here are good songs. (laughs) And another fucking thing, which I just realized the the last 10 minutes before I set up the pod for today, um, this motherfucker loves chorus, verse, chorus. There are so many songs in here, just, just a chorus, one verse, and a chorus, bro. Songs yep. be a minute thirty, two minutes long, bro. Mm. They be a long, extensive chorus, a verse, and a long, extensive chorus, bro. It's not not even a creative chorus. We gonna talk. We gonna talk. Metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. We gonna talk. about it. Is that a chorus? Yes, that's. You just one got to it. That was one with Kid Cudi on it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so I love this particular. I love Bino. I love the perfect bounce and flow. Bounce and flow is what really, I love that, what he does over the course with, um, he said, I spent 100K on my son. I brought my sister a Jeep. I can't fuck with these hood hoes no more. They don't give a fuck about me. But the way, now I'm giving you these lyrics, right? But the, 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 the. And they're charm, much better than they were. The, yeah, you know. <laughs> the charm about Playboy Cardi is the charm. way. The, 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 the listen, listen, just listen. The charm, <laughs> poison that is Playboy Cardi. The, the the charm about the style of music that Playboy Cardi does, the way he gets his point across, is how he chooses to bounce over or ride a beat. You mean offbeat? Yeah. Yes. At at at, at, at points, at points, there's some awkward moments there where he's just like not in in the pocket. But then there's points where, like on this song, like that line. Can't fuck with these hood hoes no more. They don't give a fuck about like the way he says it is. Can't fuck with these hood hoes no more. They can't, they don't give a fuck about me. Like the way he drops it on the beat is like really, really odd. But it it does bounce in a way that you're like, okay, I, all right, all right, I fuck with this. Like not not profound, but his his flows and cadences are definitely they're different and and a little bit off kilter, which is which makes for some entertainment. But then but then he goes on and of course he says all black two threes Lebron with the heat. So talk about guns and shit, all, all that shit. But LeBron in the Heat jersey he was all black two three. Like it's again, it's not profound. It's nothing. I'm like he was in thirty three. It's it's, <laughs> it's 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 not profound. It's nothing profound. We we know that. But it's it's little slick shit. It's little slick shit. Okay. It reminds me of the of the uh, reminded me a lot of uh, listening to J Electronica. Stop it. It reminded me a lot of listening to. <laughs> 
uh, what is his name? Savage Mode 2. 21 Savage. That last album he dropped. <laughs> Reminded me a lot of listening to, to that, but Playboy Cardi's just not as good of a lyricist at all. So, But he says, all black 2-3s, LeBron with the heat. I was just in Miami in a Royce Royce geek. But the way, again, I'm giving you lyrics, but the way he bounces, the way he says it is a little, is a way more bouncier. Uh, Lil Tommy, Lil Tommy got the effing in in the back seat. Red flag, red flag, bitch, better, you better make peace. I'm in this bitch for my killers. Hold out the motherfucking niggas. <laughs> we got the motherfucking choppers. I pick you up, nigga. I get you. I said, I don't give a fuck about these niggas. And then he, and then he kind of picks it up. We see him, we punching these niggas. We up in the scroll on these niggas. Go go out the back door. Go at the back door on these niggas. Go at the back door on these niggas. So the the course is simple, but it's the bouncing the repetitiveness, especially on that second part. That go at the back door on these niggas. Like you, like there is a bounce. If you listen to the record, you can only get so much from me and my pod. But if you listen to the record, there is a bounce. Go at the back door on these niggas. Well, go at the back door on these niggas, and that is the little bit turbulence of, of a pe- <laughs> turbulence. That is the little bit of appeal that makes Playboy Cardi great. I, that makes Playboy Cardi good, and I was gonna say has, great, great, has, <laughs> and has helped his style be the father of style for a lot of other <laughs> MCs. Now listen, man, Playboy Cardi's been out for a while. Even though he just finally did his uh, the Magnolia the in New York, I've been there. Right, Highland in my sock. That was in 2017. But Playboy Cardi was out for Playboy Cardi been out since about like 2015 ish. And they say a lot of his, and he hung out, and what happened is Lil Uzi Vert, if you think about his style of rap, he came down to Atlanta. Lil Uzi Vert used to be a more of a hip-hop style. He came down to Atlanta, he started hanging with Playboy Cardi, he started hanging with uh, Reese LaFleur. Both of those guys have this, that style. And then all of a sudden we get Uzi Vert in 2016, and he's, or late 2015, 2016 and now he's rapping like the Uzi Vert that we know and if you think about that music that brings you back to some of this shit just more refined he took that shit and it was like flipped it and it was like okay I'm gonna do this shit but I'm gonna do it you know with my twist no for sure for sure I would definitely listen to their little Uzi Vert albums that I like entire albums that I like and I first of all EXO Tour Life I like that any more than anything that play I would ever like from Playboy Cardi I like that I love that song so that's there there's that on that um, but again, in the same song, uh, has some of the best string together flows and lines as well. He says, I'm round around with the ratchet bitch. She said, Cardi, you back on your ratchet shit. I write diamonds that, that protect from Alante. So <clears throat> show me something that Cardi, show me something that Cardi not better than. If a nigga you talking, me running in, get that nigga kicked out like I'm punting it on a black rolling dice and I'm going in. Like it's not, it's not. Again, Good. it's nothing. It's nothing. Pro- <laughs> it's nothing profound about what he's saying. It's nothing profound about what he's saying. But the way he strings together, the way he strings together flows. Like, all right, now I'm in the, I'm in I'm putting there. Get the nigga kicked out and I'm putting it. Like, it's not. It's not. Again, nothing profound. But his choice of flows and his choice of you know where to drop certain words, I can dig it. It's one of the better songs. You have the song. Yeah, I can. I can appreciate Cardi or Playboy Cardi. For the fact that he had all these beats on there, but he didn't—he didn't have the same exact flow on every single one. Right. It, he picks his flows based on the beat, which is different for a lot of rappers in his right. class. Yep. They have one flow that they stick to, and that's it. That's what you're gonna get for the the rest of the album. Even even rappers that are quote unquote more lyrical, yep. uh, like <laughs> like the yep. baby. I would say the baby is oh, a God. hell of a lot more lyrical than Playboy Cardi. 
but the baby has a distinct flow. Migos, mm-hmm. distinct flow on every fucking track. Playboy Basically, Party. what it sounds like is that those, like the baby and Migos are, they've they created their own style kind of in a way, and they're all more authentic. And Playboy Cardi is a copy and paste. Well, Playboy Cardi, I feel like Playboy Cardi is the father of Lame. a lot of the nigga style, though. Like that's like, you know, as much as you might hate what he sounds like, it's a lot of his shit that came before XX Tentacion and XX Tentacion style was his first record that really caught. He I forgot what the name of the record was, but it was like, I ain't your bitch, your man, huh? Can you get my dick in my pen, huh? And everybody was like, that's kind of Playboy Cardi style. And, and Playboy Cardi at the time was just a mid-level known rapper from Atlanta. He wasn't signed yet. To he signed to um, the uh, ASAP Mob's record label through Interscope. ASAP, ASAP Mob World Music Group or some shit like that. So, you know, um, I, again, his his style. A lot of people will say it's been mimicked because he wasn't the signed artist. He was just the vibe, and when motherfuckers would come down to Atlanta, yada yada, fuck with him. And he wasn't on yet, and motherfuckers would take that style. And a lot of the shit that we see, they say it come from Cardi. So, but that's debatable again, too. That's just you know, motherfuckers just talking shit. Um, Slayer three or Slayer, not Slayer three, just Slayer with the three and the <laughs> because it's confusing. Uh, this beat is carried by a light, like a set of light vocal samples, dope synth, and piano notes. Then they add some high pitched metal percussions with 808s and EQ them to push the release back, and we get a nice, wavy bass line. It's very nice. I really like this one. He, again, brings it all together and has a fairly decent bridge, which is, which is better than the chorus. Again, he doesn't know when he's creating. He doesn't know which is his best parts and which should, should stand out, but he's just giving you what whatever he can give you. And that's where you get this amazing bridge that's better than the chorus, where he says, I got to get it together. I'm living my life like a rebel. They tried to put me in the kettle. I beat the case. It was simple. Fresh out of the court, yeah. I jump in the porch, yeah. I fly to the hood, yeah. Not everything's good, yeah, yeah. So it's like, again, it's not profound. It's just saying simple shit that once linked, once you roll this shit together, if you were in the club or if you were in a party and you like, listen, you would be turned up. It's an energy. And it's an energy regardless of how you feel about his ability as a rapper. It's an energy. Yeah. And then again, he brings you the he brings the verse together when he says, uh, get put in the... Get put in the box for fucking with, fucking with a player. AR in the box, it come with a laser. I go cook an op. Yeah, just like I cater. I fuck on the thought. Yeah, we met in Decatur. I go ball on that bitch. Yeah, just like a blazer. Can't stop. Can't start with that bitch. I'll link another one later. <laughs> it's, again, if you listen to the record, it's not, he not, he not chopping, he not coming with no Eminem multi-syllable Serial killer, right? He's not giving you that, but he's giving you a bounce and a vibe that I would say Eminem can't give you. <laughs> so, and I'm again, again, it's good, and it's one of the better moments on the album. He got Teen X. This production on this song reminds me of playing a Sega Genesis platformer game as I blast <laughs> through as Sonic in a circular ball. <laughs> yeah, that's the track where um, he's talking about Codeine and yes, X, and okay, so you he know. has it in a. Um, he doesn't talk in his regular voice. It's like he has his voice raised a couple pitches, so he, he's a, a video game character. Right. Yeah, I can I'm see gonna, that. I'm going to copy. Yes, okay. <laughs> so, there, so there's a computerized set of notes that create a, a melody here with rapid hi-hats, and of course, as standard here, as we've been talking about, deeply stretched 808s. 
As far as lyrics, the chorus is very simple, repeating, I'm on the X, I'm on the codeine. Like I said before, I'm on the X, I'm on the codeine. <laughs> we on the X, we on the codeine. <laughs> it's like, and it's... So they're sampling the mouse. It's him, it's him. <laughs> and while simple, this was... And while this was simple, it was the bounce slash cadence that Playboy gave it that made it good. T.S. is even... T.S. is a, a witness. He's lit, he remembers the song. He remembers it. I'm on the I'm on the Like, the way he's... Like, it's... it's, it's, it's you want to you call it, like, cheesy, cornball, goofy-ass shit. You do. You I do. think... So, it was... It was when I got to this part of the album. So, I think Bino... By the time I got to Bino, I was like, okay, so I'm not listening for her any any lyrics at all this is just a vibe but by the time i got to slayer i'm like okay this kid has potential he's creative by now yeah. we've heard a bunch of different flows over a different uh set of beats he's not the most lyrical but he still carries a enough of a vibe and then when it got to slayer it was, or not slayer um teen, uh, teen x. x it was like he's actually creative he stepped outside the box to put this little effect on his voice to give us this new feeling right. on this track. Like, right. this is cool. He could have just did the same thing in his regular-ass voice and had the same bounce, but it wouldn't have had the same effect. Right, exactly. So it's like, okay, I can't be mad at Dog. It seems like he's he's going to be something great if we give him some time. This isn't that album. It's just a transitioning thing. He's growing. Exactly. Exactly. Um, then we get a future. Run into Playman Cardi. Playman. <laughs> Playman Cardi. <laughs> Playman Cardi. <laughs> um, then we get a future feature, where he does what he does best and highlights his drug use with Draco loaded on uh, Swiss cheese. Don't fuck that bitch. She the police. <laughs> bitch, I lie on the pussy hoe, please. I popped that X pill. Drango ruined me. Uh-huh. Rocking this shit better than Billie Jean. I pop some X dr- and drink some codeine. I pop another Percocet. Bitch, I can't feel my knees. I'm starting to feel like I'm a rich dope fiend. I liked it because I like drugs and it sounds good while high. So I thought Future did what he does usually, and I and I and I, I appreciated that Future bouncing in those few lines. So you know, again, all this showed was that. Future is no better than Playboy Cardi sometimes. You would think a more seasoned veteran in the rap game would have just made Playboy Cardi look like shit. Future ended up sounding like Playboy Cardi just with a lower tone on his voice. That's all. Future was just Playboy Cardi. I'd be surprised if Playboy Cardi didn't write Future's verse. That's how similar they sounded. I've been trying to tell niggas for the longest time that while Future has some good Future has some good records and I I love there's some Future shit that I absolutely love I love Dirty Sprite 2 as a whole even though it sounds like there's a lot, like a shit, a lot of shit on there that sounds repetitive I I've been telling motherfuckers since the beginning of Future's career and I've been telling motherfuckers till now even though we you got to give Future credit for what he's done for rap and who he's like maybe helped to develop this nigga Future is not a good rapper man. No, he's not, dude. He's never been a good, and and he's never been a good MC. And I don't know, and I, and I feel like I sound like a hater when I say that shit. But I've been saying this shit for ten years, and you can check my track record. I've never thought he was a good rapper. He's like a Ty Dolla Sign to me. No, I just want to hear him. No, no, no. Thanks Ty for letting me explain myself again, T.S. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he's no, just, no. He's 
okay to listen to once in a while in a feature. That's what I mean by that. Negative. You didn't even listen to featuring Ty Dolla Sign. That album was dope. No, but I listened to Sans featuring Ty Dolla Sign. <laughs> I just didn't like his album. <laughs> I just listened to Ty Dolla Sign. Oh, look at that. No, I, no, I, I, I understand what you're saying, Cody. In that sense, uh, yeah, Future is like I, I feel like the best Future does come when he randomly dropping like, like this shit, you know. So Days of Future, get out of here. <laughs> um, we got, I got two more songs on good, on the good end for you guys, and then we're gonna go into another part. Uh, New Neon, for this beat, it is dramatic stabs, and then the electric twinkling that carries this song. I really like this beat. This beat is uh, definitely another simple beat, but it works really well. Really, really well. I also like when you get to the end of the verse where we get the synth orchestra style notes that add a layer of complexity to this beat. This short song is all about delivery and flow, and like I said, the way and like and I like the way he come comes on the verse with lines like, "I run it up like Dion." Sipping on tech, Ikilon. Wait, he said, I'm running it up like Dion. Yeah, sipping on tech, Ikilon. And my swag, so beyond. Put a bag on his peon. Like, drop a bag on his peon. Like, the the the, the whole verse, again, you're not going to get no, no super dope lines out of this nigga, but the way he. Playboy Cry has moments where he just start. he gets in the zone. I don't think this kid writes, to be honest. Uh, man, <laughs> and I think he gets. In, <laughs> He's I a Floyd Mayweather here for happy. I think he gets in. I think he gets into zones where he just like. Certain shit start coming out. I'm like, okay, hold on, huh. riding the bit like, yeah, huh. running it back like I'm Dion. Okay, like, and there's little points where, I'm, where because I, I'm pretty sure, like, I've never watched him in the booth or whatever how he works, but I'm pretty sure he's one of those current generation guys who just don't rap. They get high and they go in the booth and they just start saying shit, which that works for people. That works. <laughs> well, it works for Thug. Thug then came up with some amazing shit and been just a nigga that don't write. Just going, he just don't write. He just get high and go in the booth. And I've heard or speak English. And I've heard profound shit from Young Thug. I've heard profound shit from Young Thug. I don't care what nobody say. Well, he speaks Mahoy, so yeah. Well, well, <laughs> well hey, that's a motherfucking language y'all niggas need to learn. Then fucking talking about. Hey, I'm good. So, I'm good. <laughs> um, it's yeah. funny that you mentioned that you don't think that he writes because part of way through his album, I'm like. Was he really proud of himself when he wrote this particular bar? You know how many times I've written stuff down and wrapped it out loud? I was like, ooh, that's just yeah. trash. Yeah. You know what to yeah. say. Yeah. Nope. Sounded better in my head. Did not sound good out loud. We just not saying this ever again right. in life. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, he no. recorded this and sold it proudly. Like, bro, <laughs> you, you were happy about this line? Nobody stopped him. Nobody's going to. Okay. All right. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the chorus is all is uh, all well laid with lines like, "Young nigga got swag, hold up, got away my flag, hold up, got a bitch in the back, yeah, play with them racks, yeah, I a plaque, yeah, heart attack, yeah, uh, clap this bitch, hold up, AP wrist, hold up, too much gas, hold up, taking this pick, yeah." So it's like not pro. Again, I wrote this at the bottom, not profound, but bounces. Because if you listen to the way he says it, play with them racks, yeah, <laughs> I saw plaque, yeah. <laughs> Heart attack, yeah. Like if listening to this song without context or without looking for some uh, amazing musical feat, you would be in a club sipping on something that might want to, you know what I'm saying? Hey, hold on, wait. Hey, hold on, wait. You might be at a party and want to. Hey, hold on, wait. You might be riding your car and say, "Oh shit, wait, uh, uh, hold on, wait." So it's not again, not profound, but bounces. Last track I want right. to talk. Last track I want to talk about control. This track is led by a sharp electric. Um, arpeggio that creates a computerized like melody 
that carries is one of the more exciting beats on the album. Actually, I said that last week. Might have been my favorite. I'm lying. I like Control more than I think. I like Control and Sky uh, more than anything. But I don't. I don't Sky is dope. I don't talk Sky about Sky. I just like the beat from Sky. I didn't really talk about the the actual song, but just yeah. Um, it's one of the more, but Control is one of the more exciting beats on this album. But one of the simplest because it's just layered by percussions. 808s, of course. Here we go again. Claps and hi hats. Super simple but fun and makes you move, which music should make you do. Cardi brings it all together here again with the chorus that stands pretty strong, even in its repetitiveness. He says, "Ever since I met you, ever since I met you." Then he goes again. He says, "Girl, I've been losing control. What? Girl, I've been losing control. What? Girl?" And that's the entire chorus. <laughs> that's the entire is co- that's the entire chorus. again profound. This song is not, and you can't. It's like one of those things you can't. It's like one of those things where you. Want to be like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? You want to come into it like that, but it's the feeling and the emotion and the vibe of him, of how he delivers. Ever since I met, like you can really hear the niggas trying to like get some across. Shout out Iggy Azalea for whatever you did to this motherfucker, or not Iggy, or Iggy. They did. Yeah, Iggy Azalea. That's that's the one. I was gonna say uh, Azalea Banks, but Iggy Azalea. Shout out to this. Whatever pussy you gave this nigga is like amazing. Um, this song is not layers extensive. But it proves how much his ability to find the right flows over instrumentals is his best quality. Okay? Mm-hmm. Overall, this album is missing something, and I can never pin, pinpoint it because it's different it things at every moment. Okay? We finna get into some shit. Like, even when he is trying to bring it all together, it does not seem to work. Okay? Listen. Punk Monk is a song where Playboy Cardi is attempting to dive into his history and his psyche and proves that his method of creating is super scatterbrained and not even in an amazing abstract art sort of way. Okay, uh, The random stories and the repetitive lines about not wanting to be talked to over this like lo-fi EQ'd 808s again and bass make this a needed moment for the album that never materializes. Every time you think you're gonna get somewhere where he's gonna be like, okay, this nigga really finna get some shit off. He finna come for he finna come for my head with this, and he never does. Nope, not at all. And then and not then all right, exactly. Barely the knee. Um, then there are songs like Go to the Moon and Metamorphosis, where you get appearances from guests like Kanye West and Kid Cudi. But that's it. The songs themselves are poorly structured. And some of the worst production on the album, I did not like Go to the Moon at all in production. I did not like that. Whether it was Kanye West or or Pierre Bourne, whoever did that shit, it was stinking trash. Listen, on that uh, Kanye West track, I was like, you know, you could tell like it was Kanye, it was produced by Kanye, all that stuff. But I was really like surprised at the lack of lyrical value that I'm used to with Kanye. Like, yeah, it's still Kanye, so he's still gonna say his stuff, but. It was like, yo, I know you can do better than this. What's, he brought it back to the on? poop, scoop, did he do? Literally. And not even that damn creative, bro. Like, yo. Right. Well, that's funny that y'all say that because I actually really enjoyed the Kanye verse. Me, per- me personally, I thought it was a good, it was good new school Kanye. We, like, we, you know, it's, it's kind of like how I, we talk about Eminem. You know what I'm saying? We talk about Eminem and how, mm-hmm. like, I want Eminem to sound like Marshall Mathers LP. We always want Kanye West to sound like those first three albums. That shit gone and dead. 
It's gone there. There's he's had a lot more albums that are different than those first three way after that are really good. Yeah, but but I'm not saying too. that I, I didn't enjoy him. I'm saying that based on his lyrical ability, I thought he could do better. Okay, I I like some of the shit he was saying. Like when he did the little shit about the uh, she's like she texts you something. He was like, mm, I've been avoiding you. Like I there was yeah. little shit he was saying. I was like, I liked it. Like the shit was slick, so, bro. Yeah, right. that's classic Kanye stuff. Right, you know what I'm saying? I, like I, like I said, I enjoyed it, but I was like, you were so much. Better than <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> Ugh, man. But it's so. Um, in fact, Cuddy's appearance. Okay, so let's let's get to this real quick. Those songs are poorly structured and some of the worst production on the album. In fact, Cuddy's appearance was super subpar, and didn't give me the charms that I usually get from hearing Cuddy. Now, Kanye's verse for me is actually the best rap verse on this album, and it's one of the better moments overall. So kudos to him, but it does not save the record. Um, there are so many one-liners like I love my life like a kid with allowance from songs like Over or Amazing Production <laughs> oh, or Amazing Production like that's a, that's a that's a slick that's some Kanye that's a slick Wayne Kanye era like one-liner that's some shit Wayne would say in 08 you know it is that's some, I love a, my life like a kid with allowance I love my life that sound like some little Wayne shit that sound like some simple some simple yet kind of like slick player shit that Lil Wayne would say. You know, if you think about Lil Wayne's history, you know what I'm saying? Sue Wu Gang, and if you ain't with it, then you in the food chain. Like, it's not hard. That's not profound, but it's some slick player, player ass shit, which is, what niggas don't understand, I just want to real quick side note, what niggas don't understand about rap, that's the best shit. Motherfuckers always want somebody to blow your head away with some lyrical shit, but the, 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 the truth is, rap kind of comes from like black culture and us saying slick shit pimps and players and street lingo and that is why Wu-Tang has some of the best lines because niggas was saying shit like biscuit and shit for guns. It's not always about you saying some lyrical miracle miracle spiritual shit doing some shit like that. It's about <laughs> saying some slick shit. You know what I'm saying? Outcast said slick shit. Big boy, big boy says some lyrical miracle shit because his flow is crazy but and I'm cooler than the polar bear's toenails. Oh hell, it's slick player shit. And motherfuckers, that's why Young Thug is so cold to me. Motherfuckers always want to put value on, uh, on, on being able to understand what a person's saying, and and to a degree, to a degree. But you couldn't always understand what Big Boy was trying to. You could hear it and 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 and, and, and repeat it, or or Bone. You couldn't always understand what Bone was saying, but it's slick player shit that these niggas are getting. Like it's the way niggas is getting off player shit when they're saying their shit, and yeah. and that is why I like a line like that. Like I love my life like a kid with a line. It's like. The way he said it wasn't the best delivery for me, but that's a slick ass. I was like, okay, I fuck with that line. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of one-liners in this album where he does that. Or amazing. Now, pro- are, are you are you more interested in how the line is said and not what the line actually is? Right. It's not. It's a, I think it's a combo. Delivery, it's a, it's the because, line. Well, no, I think the combo is the the the, uh, the ultimate in between the two because um, you want the combination of this cadence is super dope, but also what he's saying is also super dope because how because of how he's saying it and what he's saying. So you want that that combination. But I'm, here I'm asking, is it because of how he said it, not necessarily what he's saying? I think I think I think it, oh. it, it really for me for me for me Playboy Cardi is mostly how he's saying it. I won't mm-hmm. say that I won't say that that's the end all be all because I do like for a nigga to be, right. to have for you to be in my top. You know what I'm saying? The the slick shit you say gotta be cold. Right. Playboy Cardi, this was a for me, it was a very slick line. And if he would have delivered it better, I'd probably be having this particular song in my top. I'm like, this is the best song. Because he, 
he can deliver good shit and 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 I do think that's his charm, but his this line was super slick and I'm like like TS said, if you just get better, if we just let him get better, next we can be getting those good flows with these good lines, and now you got a baby young thug or a baby Wayne. But but mm. but wait, but wait though, before I let me let me stop right baby there. Baby Wayne. Let me let me stop right there. <laughs> he is nowhere near the lyrical ability of, of Thug or Wayne. It by at all right now. No. At all. At all. No, not even a fraction. But I'm saying you can see glimpse of hope. You can yep. see glimpse of hope. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. For somebody coming my neck, because no, 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 no. I'm not saying Playboy Cardi or can compare to the Wang or Thug. Sorry. Um, but then there's amazing production like Sky. But the issue is nothing stays great the whole way through for mo- for the most part. Oh my god, that was pissing me off, bro. Yeah, exactly, exactly, bro. It's a really good beat with dope ad libs, but shitty lyrics and or song concepts. If the concept is even there. The only thing that saves this project to a degree is that there is an energy to Playboy Cardi's music that is undeniable. He's really good at making you feel a good bounce, like Russell yeah. was talking about, with the way he, the, the way he, quote unquote, raps <laughs> against these deep 808s. <laughs> but raps in paper. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> But even some of the production is poor. There's a lot of there's a lot of misses on here. Even some of the production is poor, and it sounds like a low budget '90s eight bit video game mid level soundtrack music. Like that is what I get from a lot of this shit. Like a lot of that shit is that with some drums. There are 24 songs on this on here, and they run for a total of one hour and three minutes, and less than nine of them are of Earth. any real quality. <laughs> Less than Earth. nine. And that's me That's me being generous, bro. That's me being generous. This album is four megaphones. Because, because the bounce of the... That's still too high, bro. <laughs> this, album, this album is four megaphones because all the bounce in the world does not save this album. Playboy Cardi. Cardi might be a playboy, but this boy is not a player in the art of rap just yet to me. There you go. I think it's a great assessment. I think that's a great assessment. And <laughs> I almost think that if you're on a feature with Playboy Cardi, his bad lyricalness almost pulls you down too. Because, like, with the Kanye thing, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, Kanye's still Kanye, so you're going to get the slick shit out of him. But he was on a track with Playboy, so it was. Why did you sound so bad, Kanye? Did you really not try? Did you freestyle that shit? Exactly. And that's why we got the Kanye stuff. But maybe Kanye didn't want Playboy Cardi to look too bad, which is why he freestyled. Assuming that he freestyled, I was gonna like, say, he... it don't sound like that nigga. That that I'm t- that uh text that text line where he was like, "Sex, you have been saying, hey, I'm bored of you." That shit was not no freestyle. He that couldn't. Have, that's too slick, bro. That's too slick. That's too to me. Right. To me, but maybe I'm just a weak ass nigga. Who knows? But yeah, for me, it's, for me, it's four megaphones, man. I just, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. But now it's time for wait, wait. Oh, okay, all right. What are we listening to next week? Next week we are listening to Jasmine. Russell hating some shit. Right. Next week we're listening to Jasmine Sullivan. Uh, I think it's. I think it would be pronounced Horror Tales. Jasmine. But it's not spelled horse, but like H E U. H-E-U-A-X? <laughs> yeah. 
That's whore. You talking about hotels? That, oh, yeah. that's whore? It's not whore? Okay, well, yeah. hotels. Heox. <laughs> Wanches, tails looking ass. Mm-hmm. Horse divorce. Right. Hors d'oeuvres and shit. That's just what he's Alright. <laughs> 14 tracks, 32 minutes. I like this half hour ones. <laughs> and now it's time for Reciprocity. Solo. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now that All right, we uh... have love, what are we? Sorry, I just it felt right. With it. Change the station. Commercial break. Now, all right. What is this? A 1990s commercial? Sounds from the 90s. Biggie, biggie, biggie. Can't you? Can't you hear? <laughs> Brenda. All right, I'm done. I'm done. All right. <laughs> first, first, I'm not gonna mention anything red anymore. Since I the album is done with. Jesus. Um. Second, sorry for the shout out. She had some um, red on him. <laughs> probably blood came out of his ears from all the echo. Yeah, yeah. I want to shout out the Visual Factory for their Black History Month pop-up shop event that is running every weekend in February. Um, so today the 6th, tomorrow the 7th. Uh, for those of you who have um, clairvoyance, I can see the city future. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's going to be the 13th, the 14th, the 20th, the 21st, 27th, and the 28th of this month. Um, the time they've set is from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Um, they're located at 7319 West Dean Road. Um, I've been there a few times, and they have great items from a number of local businesses. So this is a perfect opportunity to support the culture as well as your your community's uh, entrepreneurs. Um, Again, that's the Visual Factory at 7319 West Dean Road. That's for all our listeners out in Dublin. (laughs) (laughs) Pull up. Um, They do. They they might have a website to um, a lot of their. uh, entrepreneurs um, to where you can actually access them, their website and purchase things from them directly. So um, if you search for the Visual Factory um, or go to eventbrite.com and look up uh, um, Black History Month pop-up, you should still be able to find all of those vendors, um, hopefully, and then uh, be able to make purchases that way if you're international. Okay? Okay. Uh, so now um, I happened to cross a few videos and posts this week dealing with um, some social issues and people giving their opinions on things, but not necessarily respecting the, the opinions of others. And that <laughs> got me thinking about how incredibly sensitive and insensitive people are and, and how they are becoming more so. Um, very hypocritical and two-faced in nature, um, <laughs> the old folks used to call Double tongues, um, person get blessed and curse out the same mouth, they say. Um, but it seems like as if many people currently lack um, an awareness in both being self aware and also being socially aware. Um, there are many people who speak from a specific platform, a pedestal, and oftentimes they are not careful in what they say. 
Um, many people would automatically label them as mean or malicious when the person only spoke their truth. Now, is it okay for them just to be um, terrible in their tact and speaking? Not necessarily. Um, but a lot of people are just speaking the truth and they're not meaning to intentionally harm anyone. Um, people have to stop trying to gauge someone's intentions and crucify that person or, or those people without due process and without research. Because there are some people who are um, <clears throat> who have an agenda and how they speak and how they get their point across and, and, and specifically are targeting and um, attacking people, uh, most definitely. Uh, but usually the both sides of this coin are grouped together unjustly because people just want to crusade. Um, coming once again from just a biblical standpoint, we aren't even supposed to be judging people, period. Um, that's it. In a sentence, clause, statement, commandment, no amendments, changes, updates, upgrades necessary. Do not... <laughs> You know what I mean? Right, for sure. You, you yeah. going to take a page from that book, man? <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, you are like, I'm disappointed in you, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm disappointed. I'm not judging, but I'm disappointed. <laughs> exactly. uh, well, you should I look at the definition of that word, then. <laughs> I said, I'm deep hurt, hurt within, but I'm not, you know, judging you, but I'm hurt. Right. Right. <laughs> I kind of expected better from um, from you, but I'm not judging you what you've done. There's still something you've done. And I, I don't treat you as a lesser person because of it. Hey man, giggles. I, I, uh, yeah, I think, I think judging, I think judging. You know, it's okay. So just really, really, really quick. What's crazy about the idea of judging someone is I feel like as I'm getting older, I'm about to be 32 this year. Oh God. This is so good. Um, I am wasting away. I am like Skeletor. I'm, anywho, it's. I feel you're as though, old. You're not skinny. What? Damn, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> anywho, as I was saying. Um, I don't, I try not to, I've also, I've always been very anti, you know, like judging because I'm very like, I want to do my own shit. I don't want motherfuckers like telling me what to do, yada, yada. But there are certain things I feel like I'm stuck in my ways in. And I've talked about this on the show again, like certain, certain shit, like, uh, uh, like a motherfucker, like sleeping with your best friend's girl or some shit like being on shit like that. I Mm. automatically, like, bro, I automatically if a nigga tell me he be on that shit, I'm automatically just, because I'm automatically like, yeah, I don't want you nowhere near me. You're a horrible, you, <laughs> you will lie. You will steal my car. Like, I automatically assume you're bottom barrel like type of human being. So it's kind of, it's really weird when it's like, you don't, I don't want to judge people, but then it's like on another, from another standpoint, it's like, damn, it does that make it easier for us to understand ourselves or whatever? Because I like, I know I wouldn't do that and I wouldn't want nobody around me to do it. So like, I just, I don't know. Like, the idea of judging people is so bad, but, like, I, I often come back to this because that's something in my head that I don't let people come back. Like, you can't be around me like, yeah, I did that shit. And then for me, thank you. Okay, like, I'm going to always think, even if I like you as a person, I'm going to always think a little bit less. Like, and who am I to think of, to think that? But I'm going to always put you in a tier underneath where I'm at type shit. I'm going to be like, well, that nigga. And I think that's the, that's the point of the judgment, though, is putting people underneath. Because even then, we're still equal as human beings. They've done some terrible things, and you got to hold them accountable for the terrible things they've done. And because of that, we stay away because, you know, they've done this before, so there's no telling what they will do. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you see them as less of a human being. Um, right. There are some crimes that are, um, that do take away the humanity from people because of the things they've done. 
Um, and even then, it's still like, you know, they're not less than a human. They've done some terrible, terrible things, and they need to pay the price for those. Um, and honestly, the easier way out of things is for them to face death and not face the everyday thing of what they did resonating in their spirit, in their soul, in their mind, in their heart, because that's what they should pay for, for what they've done. But they are still at their basis a human being. You know what I mean? Right. No, I feel that for sure, for sure. And that's where, that's why a lot of times I really, I battle myself with how I feel about that because I'm so, mm-hmm. so, man, that's so, that's something that don't sit well in my heart, bro. <laughs> like, that I'd be like, damn, you did that. Too. You know how I'm like, so I, but I totally get you. It's just like I be, I really be, be battling it because I be, I really think about that often. Like, how do, how can I correct this? Because I don't want to walk around looking at motherfuckers like you just a scum ass nigga. You know, I don't want to <laughs> feel like that. But I definitely, it's definitely motherfuckers that I that I know that have done that. But I'm like, and I might dap a nigga up, but that's about it. Like you can't be around me, bro. Like I feel you, bro. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? And there's. Like, there's sides to, to, to both that, you know, um, as I'm always doing, I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to look at the light in the dark and things. And there are people who have been terrible and have redeemed themselves, had met, uh, a manifestation or a rev, uh, revelation that changed who they are inside as far as what they believe, what their perspective is, and how they choose to interact with the world. And people still treat them like that old person because they can't get over that. Because you did this thing, you can never be... Um, a normal human being to me, you know, you know what I'm saying. Right. And there are other people who have been um, stellar, quote unquote, people as far as what they've done. Right. But they hide an insidious nature and, and uh, 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 a sub- uh, 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 what, what the word I'm looking for? I guess a subliminal. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, 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 a sub character yeah. that is atrocious, but people still treat them a certain way. Um, and it's and it's it's something that we do as, as people we we hold people to certain standards, um, and the standards are skewed because the standards aren't the same across the board, um, which is why a lot of people um, invest in religion or um, things of a spiritual nature or different tenets and teachings from these different ways of life because they give you that standard across the board to approach people from to where it's easy to see if they're living above the standard or living below the standard, but you don't treat them any less than than being human. Right, right, right. You're right, you're right. So, judgment. We we all do it. We all try not to. We all try to be better about it. Uh, We we try to judge um, in a a, a just way, but we still still judge. And it's hard to, to not do that, but... Um, working on on trying not to do that, I think, is a good practice. It's not saying to be naive about people and about things because you still want to be careful. Um, even in the Bible, it says to be um, wise as serpents but gentle as doves, so that you are not a person who goes out to attack people because of things they've done or because of things they've seen. But you're also smart enough to not let them continue to treat you like that or to try and treat you like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a fine line between um, looking down on somebody because of one thing or another versus looking down on the action, separating the action from the actual person. Mm -hmm. It's almost like what you were talking about, um, was it last week, with telling a kid you're bad versus what you did was bad Mm -hmm. so that the kid knows that they're not a bad person, they're not a bad child, 
but their action was bad. So we're not yeah. judging you, the kid. We're not judging you, the man, the woman. We're judging your action. Right. We're not looking down on you because who am I? Uh, with the Bible reference, it says something about a. Uh, um, Judging somebody, but then not realizing that you have a splint in your own eye. Like you're trying to tell somebody yeah. else that they have some stuff on their face, but you don't realize you have some timber in your eye or something yeah. like that. Trying to get the splinter out of your brother's eye when you got a whole log in yours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let those who judge cast stones. <laughs> Glass house. He without the first <laughs> sin cast stones. Cody, Jesus. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> And actually, I, and if I you got a glass I jaw, I'll break your mouth. Fifty cents says some shit like that. Hey, your ass running mumbling to the jets. You going? So get basically, the judge verse goes: Do not judge, because by the same standard you judge others, you will be judged. So that's what is supposed to be the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The the way we're we're supposed to avoid judging is because. Um, the way we look down on others, that's the same standard people will look down on us. So um, it's supposed to be the preventative, but the, the main thing is to to not be judgmental. It's not to, not to judge people. Um, of course, like I said, you want to be protective of yourself and those around you who you care about and who are in your domain, as we keep going back to. Um, but the main thing is to still see them as human beings who have done something that was not up to the standard of living as a human being. Right. All right. And it seems to be in our very nature to to be judging, to compete, to compare, to strive to do better than, uh, to strive to be better than, to point out the differences, to try to merit favor by showing the uh, inadequacies of our fellow man or woman in order to be raised up ourselves. But um, as the old um, story goes, the more pride you try to show off, the more you kind of hurt yourself. There's going to be the, the example of Icarus, who flew too high to the sun and left his wax wings to cause him to fall um, because he got too hyped up in himself, um, kind of looking over everything. Because I could fly, um, I should try to fly as high as I can, but that's not always the best way to go. There is a level of uh, hypocritical maliciousness that is prevalent and spreading to all forms of media, communication, and conversation regarding how, for example, you know, I'm upset about something you said or I'm appalled that you would think what I said is bad and you're a hater. That has always kind of stuck with me that someone who doesn't seem to agree with you is a hater when they could be your biggest fan and trying to keep you out of some stupid mess because you're not seeing the full picture and you're just focused on a single detail. Nah, fuck them. They're a hater. Hey, <laughs> nah. <laughs> right. Y'all funny. Why would you ride against me? Right. <laughs> or they could be telling you, look, you ride to a dead end, G, let's go to this next path. And you're like, nah, you a hater. Why did I listen? <laughs> uh, two of my uh, should let two of my favorite YouTubers, um, I've been preached. Uh, said something pretty interesting in response to a comment made about them being mean for no reason. What's his uh, name? I've been uh, preach. There was Abba and preach. So and Costello. Abba, not Abbott. <laughs> <laughs> Abba and preach. 
Um, so Preach had this to say. He said, first, we have to decipher what is meant by being mean. If it hurts your feelings, it's not necessarily mean. It may be true. But the intention needs to be discerned of whether it's being mean. Because I'm not intentionally trying to hurt people's feelings. That's never what I'm trying to do. What I do do is I do I, I do <laughs> take blessings. Petty, 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 petty. <laughs> Continue, Russell. <laughs> what I do, though, is I speak bluntly <laughs> about things. And if it does cause uh, dispersions and, and causes people to feel a certain type of way, I apologize for hurting their feelings because that's not my intention. Just to point out the fact of what I saw um, discord in as far as us coming together on this topic, um, which is a concept lost to many because people today are so sensitive and anyone who doesn't mm-hmm. even agree with how they think or what we say, um, they're wrong, they're a hater, or they're attacking us. We want to mm-hmm. be the ones dishing out all the comparisons and judgments, but don't you dare correct me, show me, or tell me that I'm wrong. Right. It's their ego getting in the way. It's a lot of times like what I said, my message, and how I gave it across too is not rude or mean at all. And if that's how the way you want to take it and be personal, it's like, that's your problem. I'm going to keep living my life. But you yeah. got some issues on your end you got to figure out. <laughs> right, right. When you point holes in, in, in people's logic, um, they, they immediately be like, oh, you, you're a hater. You're this, you're that. And that is, like you said, Cody, an egotistical cop out. Um, a high horse mentality that is detrimental to any argument or position. Um, sometimes go uh, <laughs> hand in hand Five. with maliciousness <laughs> and malicious intent. If it's uh-huh. a high draft, wouldn't it be like the first one or the prequel? <laughs> a normal draft. <laughs> so, um, with that maliciousness being out there, empathy should be the guard for those who are in positions of influence and who choose to express themselves regarding a particular platform or position. Someone who is routinely um, discussing some sort of conversation or dialogue about any topic to treat it as a dialogue and conversation between parties that may or may not agree. Um, People shouldn't always seek those who agree with them because then you don't get the full story. You only get what you have and you don't know if there's something out there that could be counter to what you're thinking of to give you the full perspective. Um, It shouldn't be an affront to what your belief is um, unless they're you know, personally attacking you and attacking your belief. But if they're just giving their opinion, it is um, in the vein of being fair-minded to listen and be like, okay, I can see where you're coming from. I see why you believe these things. It doesn't resonate with me, but I think this conversation was good for my strengthening my belief in this. You know what I mean? Should it be okay to hurt people's feelings sometimes? No, I, I think it depends on... I think it depends on your relationship with them. If you see, him. if either of you guys see me going into uh, a dead end, I guess, or some in, <laughs> some path where I could be hurting myself, you guys can see that I'm I'm currently hurting myself, and it's only going to get worse. I would hope that you guys would hurt my feelings in the like trying to get through to me, like, yo, you need to stop doing this because you're being stupid. We- we tried, and you still moved to Houston anyways. Exactly. No, um, no. Look, here's the thing. Here's the thing, T.S. Here's the thing, T.S. I feel like, and I feel like you can do that without hurting someone's feelings. It really, it, to me, it depends on the on the level of respect that you have for them, the person. You know what I mean? So when you say something to me or when Cody says something to me or when Russell says something to me, 
it means something because I have a lot of respect for you guys. Right. As opposed to somebody else saying it. So when y'all come to me on some serious, <laughs> there's, a, there's a. Sorry, I was just thinking about like if someone called you a steak ass bitch, you'd beat him up. But if I call you a steak ass bitch, you'd be like, man, maybe I do got a shower. <laughs> right. Hey, no, I know, but that's real. That's real though. Because if another, no, because if somebody else called me saying, I'm like, bitch, I think you trying to rib. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna go there as opposed to like your stinky ass bitch. And I love you too, Cody. Like. Uh, but maybe I should do I really think, bro. Like it's gonna be on some shit where it's I'm examining it from a very tender point, you know. So if T.S. you come to me, and you say, uh, I see. So if you come to me and you say, bro, we really need to talk on a serious note. When you because I respect what you say, when you say on a serious note, then now I know I need to be focused in on what you're saying has some value. It has, not, not that what you said don't have value, but it, what you're saying is serious, and it, I need to right. be trying to grasp that. And if you come to me and say, hey, bro, this, I see that you're hurting yourself doing this, man, and I'm worried about you. You you know, you're not, and even this might, you know, maybe I'm I'm playing into your, into your hand because this might hurt my feelings to know that I'm hurting you because you're watching me hurt myself. You know what I mean? So right. it could be, maybe, maybe you could be right. You could be right. I just don't think that coming to somebody ag- aggressive because I know I don't respond but, to somebody being aggressive. That's the difference. But that's the difference because, like I said yeah, before, I um, like I said before, um, the fact isn't about that somebody's feelings were hurt. It's the intention. Right. Because right. I can say something, even if we're in a respectful um, relationship connection, um, that doesn't resonate with how you are, where you are right now, and based on your experiences, that doesn't resonate with you in a positive way. And it can fester, it can be in your mind, it can be in your heart, and you'd be like, this nigga said this, and da 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 But it's Russell, you know what I'm saying? But right. this nigga said this, da 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 And your feelings could be hurt because I said it, and because I'm the actual one who said it. Now, you might come, because of our, our connection, you'll come to me and be like, yo, you said this, and it's been messing with me, and da 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 and we'll talk about it, and we'll go over it, and you'll hopefully see that my intention was not to hurt your feelings, but maybe your feelings needed to be hurt for you to come out of the mindset of whatever it is that we were discussing right. is okay. Right. right. It's all the the intention yeah. of whatever you're telling somebody. If I'm telling you something in order for you to be a better person, it might sound bad, but the intention is there to yeah. – it, it's a good intention, so I'm not right. – I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm trying to help you out. And, I, and not only that, but because we don't always know someone's true – Mm-hmm. intentions when we jump ahead of ourselves and start True. thinking the worst sometimes it, i feel like it also relates to something else russell was saying where we're all human and when you were saying like you know if someone says something to me i might take it personally but if you guys say that same thing to me i'm be like oh because i respect them in a different way i'll be like they have a point but mm-hmm. we don't like if it's someone random like a stranger you don't know them at all yeah. i feel like the re- relationship shouldn't matter as much if we're not taking into account the intention you know oh, exactly so we just came from the music segment in which you said sometimes it's not how it's said, but it's, it's what it's said. You know what I'm saying? Oh. There are those different things that come into play depending on who comes to us and how they come to us. Now, mm-hmm. somebody outside of our serial influences, outside of our different relationship circles who comes to us and be like, yo, this, 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 and this, what they said may not have been um, something that hurt our feelings, but the fact that they're not in our circle and they can see these things that we may be good at hiding from the people in our circle, that may also hurt our feelings, and then we attack them because it's like, nigga, how could you say something to me like this? You don't even know me, da 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 When they called you out on something that you're dealing with that you're not ready to let go. Yeah. And I, 
and I know for me, for me, I've always been one um, where, you know, a lot of humans get mad when a motherfucker, when the motherfucker is telling the truth about them. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm like, okay, so I've all, and I've been like this from since I was a child. If a motherfucker tell the truth on me, I'm gonna be like, okay, shit. Well, that's all right. Well, that's the truth. That's that's <laughs> it. And I just bow down. If a motherfucker is lying on my name, though, that's when I get irritated. That's when I get like, yeah. that's when I get real mad. If a motherfucker say some shit, they be like, like you was talking to old girl, bro. No, the fuck I wasn't, bro. Like if I like if if a motherfucker lie on me, that's when I and and it's so funny because yeah. people like to say that if a motherfucker get mad, then that's really the truth. No, if I'm getting mad. That's because somebody is really capping on me, bro. So, so here's the flip side on that, and we're talking about ego again, right? Um, your people can say what they want, but your actions prove your character. And so, if they say like he's doing X, Y, Z, and you're just like, okay, whatever. People who know you know, like that wouldn't be McCoy. He wouldn't do that, you know? Right, but we also know that McCoy is the type of person that if you dis- disrespect him. He's going to let you know that he you just respected him, and he's going to come at you for that. That's just he's how he's not going to do shit. He's such a person. <laughs> <Right. laughs> Cody disrespects me all the time, and I just let it. I, I let it go. Whatever. He's white. But His credit's good. I don't know. Connection there, though. You know what I'm saying? Right, and that's yeah. what makes the difference for a lot of this um, is that the connection allows us to have empathy for those who are in our close circles, to where we're not like, oh, he's just attacking me because I know who he is. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Man. which is why Cody and I can go back and forth with the <laughs> the memes and stuff, but it's all love. Yeah, right. Exactly. 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 <laughs> this <good>. I'm <laughs> <laughs> and that's a perfect example because we all in this group go after each other, but there's no maliciousness behind it. Um, we know the intentions of the other, so we don't have to feel like, oh, this cat is attacking me for real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, even if it's something that may be a soft spot for us, because we know that the person is not attacking that soft spot because they're, um, they have intentions against us, but it's just a good comeback, and it's like, damn, he got me. You know what I'm saying? That's just how we we, uh, we work in this group, and there's no maliciousness in, in, in any of us towards any of us. I would just like to say that you guys, uh, that Russell called me Crackman John about a month ago, <laughs> and I've been laughing. No, I've really been, no, listen, man, the amount of laughter that happens per week from that old ass, <laughs> on that old ass thing, bro, that shit. So, yes, no, no malicious intent at all. All right, so I'm going to wrap this up by saying a few things here. Um, one, especially on these public uh, platforms, and with these public personas, being fair-minded in this, or being fair-minded in these uh, particular arenas is probably the most important. Uh, being able to see and understand a person's perspective does not change your position at all unless you allow it to due to there being a revelation on your end or maybe there was a misconception between those two parties and now that they can see that they are actually parallel. Um, so let's work on being more parallel with each other and not being so perpendicular to where we're crossing each other and not walking along the same lines. Um, next week, I want to talk about um, being tone deaf um, in regards to um, having empathy. So let's look forward to that. Dope. Sweet. Dude, I, every week I'd be super surprised that you don't have this stuff rehearsed and written down and stuff. It's like, dude, you... You just said that off the top of your head? 
<laughs> Why do you not freestyle more? Uh, sometimes uh, so I have notes for certain places that I want to go, and if I like a certain line that kind of pop in my head, then I write it down. Usually, I don't say it word for word anyway, but yeah. <laughs> I think you'd be one of the illest freestylists out there, dog. I, you know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can keystyle. I just can't freestyle. No, I'm pretty sure you can um, freestyle a lot better than Playboy Cardi at the moment. So they, <laughs> he said, I can if freestyle. he got signed, you can get signed. He said, I can freestyle. My, just, my style ain't free. You feel what I'm talking about? See, that's that player. <laughs> and you know what that is? That's player slick shit for you rap niggas. There you go. Right. I can keystyle. <laughs> Smooth talking ass. <laughs> Stay away from my woman. Ninety-eight point three WJZI. Quiet story. All right, so uh, for stories of the week, I, I honestly I don't have any fuck up stories or awesome stories. Well, actually, Cody Short. Look at her. Well, that's not new. Short tempered now, you little bitch. <laughs> He came quicker, y'all. He came quicker. Oh, God, he snapped to it. I like it. I like it. Uh, thanks to Cody and the Breakfast Club. Um, <laughs> That's what you're going with? That story? We're, yeah. we're scraping at the bottom of the barrel now, huh? <laughs> very, very bottom of the barrel, dude. I haven't really been reading news at all this week, so I, I dropped the ball. I dropped the ball. My bad. So... This week, we get a story about a 78-year-old Florida woman being sued for feeding a stray cat. She was sued by a condominium association for feeding a stray cat. I don't know how they're going to get money out of this lady. It's not assumed that this lady's homeless or anything like that. But fuck, dude. This condominium, which I'm sure isn't hurting for any money. Yeah, just suing this old lady. So that's your fucked up story of the week. Which I guess suggests that this week wasn't all that bad. Funny story that happened in Wisconsin. Um, the re- the Republicans tried to get rid of the the mask mandate, so they voted it down. Ugh. Passed, but as soon as it passed and the vote mandate or the mask mandate was taken down, Governor Evers just made a new one two seconds later. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch ass nigga, what you talking about? Put your mask on. <laughs> Sick ass. So, <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> really like, ha, he got you. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Governor got. Governor that, got. For uh, the fun fact is that in 2016, a student left a pineapple in an art museum in Scotland. Two days later, it had been placed in a glass case as part of an exhibition. So, yeah. Okay. If anybody goes to museums and likes to leave random shit, you might have a good chance of that random shit becoming part of an exhibit because that's how humans are. We are abstract and stuff, and anything is art if it's placed in the right position. Uh-huh. That's what she said. Yeah. Oh, wow. Fucking hate art. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you could put an F in front of it. <laughs> It's episode ninety something. I forgot where we left off. Ninety-three. Nine trace. Ooh, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. We getting close to a hundred on you, ho. Big hundo. What are you talking about? Hey, 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 live in the present. Be now. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> if you learn nothing. Ninety-three. Episode ninety-three. Episode ninety-three. Nine three. Nine three. 
Nine, three. What did we talk about last week? Who cares? Be in the present. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's the homie TS, a.k.a. C-Nova. You know, I got gotcha. you. You can find me on Twitter at C-Nova, KPZ. Bill McCoy, a.k.a. Uh, Young Splash God, a.k.a. Mr. What It Do. And you can find me at uh, Real McCoy Rebel or Real McCoy KPZ on Twitter. What the fuck is going to mean? Cody? Not me. Um, pause. Hi, I'm Cody. Bye. Uh, that's a... <laughs> the bar, man. Teddy Rags. And you can find me in the places I said before. Gotta go back to the beginning. <laughs> And it's on circles and cycles. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> um, I was before we, before we get before we get out of here. I was going to give you guys a spoiler about Wandavision, but I'm just gonna say watch it. And on that note, gang. <laughs>